0: Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at Chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. This is the Detroit City Cast with Dan Leach, presented by Bette Rivers. And welcome in fine citizens. Happy Madding Monday here on the Detroit City Cast so much to get to including my recovery from my septum surgery feeling so much better and how about the fact that this is the start of the week where both michigan and michigan state will play a game that counts i'll be there in ann arbor on saturday against colorado state and the spartans will start friday night against western michigan in East Lansing, we got all the different lines and updated win totals and everything to break down here. We'll get into that uh, on the Michigan-Michigan State side a little later with the latest edition of Michigan Mondays, the final preseason edition of Michigan Mondays. I, we've done this throughout the summer, getting uh, you know, anticipated and an anticipatory towards what it's going to be like you know this year for the Spartans and Wolverines. But now we're here. It's, the, it's, it's game week. Can you believe it? Now, with the new format in the NFL, with the preseason games, and you know, only three preseason games, and obviously you know, the week off after that third preseason week, uh, the extended time off until we start the you know week one on September 11th, and of course the, the game on Thursday with the Bills and the Rams, we'll have a little more time to digest what we saw in the preseason with the Lions. You know, position battles, the opening couple-week spreads, and all the different things that go along with that. And, and, of course, I'm always going to give you the movement that we see at Bent Rivers, and some great information. We're going to be talking to with my man Troy Mocker on Tuesday on the Terrific Tuesday show, the Senior Content Manager for uh, Bet Rivers, with a very interesting, updated percentage of bets and overall money bet on some different Lions and Michigan and Michigan State stuff. So, always going to check in with them throughout the season and can't wait for all of that. Also... The golf season included. We didn't get Fitzpatrick to win with a, with starting strokes. We had him without strokes, and he just needed that birdie at eighteen. We would have had a nice cash at twenty to one there. But Roy McIlroy was just too good. But golf over for now. But just a couple weeks till we start the season again. We had nine outrights and so many top fives, top tens, and top twenties throughout the year. Huge profitable year uh, for for us in golf here on the City Cast. We got a lot more coming with that headed up. Uh, very shortly ahead, and before we get to the bedding I just want to thank everyone out there. I had never really had surgery in my life before. I had my wisdom teeth out, but I, I needed to get my deviated septum fixed. It was, as my doctor, the great Doc Schwartz said, gnarly, and it took about two hours during surgery. I'm still not 100%, still can't really golf or swim or do any kind of crazy exercise. Uh, by the way, I have lost 10 pounds uh, since the surgery, and I want to get in much better shape. It's one of the reasons I want to get it done Is it's going to help me run and walk and you know, play sports better. Uh, but just thanks to Doc Schwartz, to all, all the great staff at Beaumont. Thanks to all of you that reached out to me, whether it was on Twitter or Facebook or personally, if you're a personal friend. Thanks so much for all of that. My man, Matty Ice, the GM of Morton, sending over some steak and lobster. My dad brought that by, and my dad got a free drink out of the occasion, some Tito's on the rocks. Uh, but it meant a lot to know That had a lot of people thinking about me and, you know, I've said this many times on the show. I really care so much about all of you that listen and it means a lot to know that that you care as well, especially when you're having surgery. Like I said, I've never really gone through that before. I wasn't like in crazy pain, but, you know, I had splits in my nose, it was tough to sleep, I had to sleep with my head elevated. It was, uh, you know, not the most pleasant thing. But I will tell you this, if you have the kind of issue I had with a deviated septum, whether it's mild or really bad like mine, I think it is well worth the surgery. It's just going to help you. Uh, I don't know how old you are if you're listening, whether you're maybe in your 20s or 30s or 40s or even older. I'm in my mid-40s and could have just done 20 years ago because it was a problem for a long time. And it's only going to get better for me here. So I'm uh, very grateful to be able to get through this surgery. And if you're someone out there that has a septum issue, definitely consider talking to your doctor or meeting with a, you know a, an ENT specialist about it. Because everyone that I've talked to that had it done is in way better shape than they were. And I'm very, I can already breathe incredibly better. Like I said, still just a little sore and a little out of it um, at times. I'm not really, I'm not any kind of, you know, medicine for that right now. But, you know, your sleep patterns kind of get, uh, you know, jumbled up. And I'm finally starting to get some more sleep, uh, more regular sleep. But, you know, had a nice uh, little three-day jaunt. We had a lot of fun. Uh, at our uh, WHOI's 93 Days of Summer opened up the Michigan uh, high school football season with two games, including one at Michigan Stadium uh, with Brighton and Fordson and then a pick-me-later that night. So it's just been a, a great last uh, you know week or so since I, I started feeling better. And it's great to, uh, to have college football starting in earnest with Michigan and Michigan State this week. But our first play, if you follow me on Twitter, you saw it. The first play was Northwestern, plus it the, the, closed at 12 and a half. I got it at 10 and a half. And they won outright. So we're off to a good start already on the college football season. We're going to have so many plays for you throughout the year here as well. But let's take that trip to the Motown betting window. It is brought to you by our great friends at Bet Rivers. And how about the Tigers? I know that not many people are really focused on them. Now, that's fine. I mean, we've talked about it on the show for the last three months. I've rarely given you plays involving the Tigers. I'm not going to do it just to do it because they're the local team. I've told you not to bet, just to bet. And it's one of these things where the Tigers have had an awful year. Of course, Al Veal finally gets fired. Uh, You know, we talked to Cody Stavenhagen, the athletic uh, beat writer for the Tigers, a couple weeks ago when it happened. And we'll see what Chris Illich and, you know, the, the organization does to move this team forward. But I will say this. For a couple days, the Tigers looked like the greatest show on turf Rams under Kurt Warner, they scored nine runs on Sunday, beating the Rangers 9-8, almost blew that game. But 11 runs on Saturday, 11-2 to they won that one. Candelario with uh, three ribbies in that one. Harold Castro, five runs batted in uh, in the game on Sunday. And yeah, they started the series off with a 7-6 loss. But how about that? The Tigers in the series, throughout the weekend, scored 26 runs. They have rarely scored 26 runs in like a week and a half, yet alone a three-game series. So that makes you feel a little better if you're a Tigers fan. It doesn't matter for the season. They're not going to be in the wild card race now or have a chance of making the playoffs. But it's nice to see the Tigers' offense. that has been so anemic for much of the season, at least explode for a little bit. And the Tigers will have a day off today And they'll get it going with the Mariners on Tuesday. No line on that game yet. We should have it later on uh, Monday. And, of course, we'll discuss it on the terrific Tuesday edition. It'll be Kirby for Seattle. He's 5-3 with a 3-3-2 ERA. Matt Manning, uh, who's been solid. Solid since he's come back from uh, injury. 1-1 with a 2-3-7 ERA. So that is uh, Comerica Park Tuesday night, August 30th, uh, coming up tomorrow. And my guess is... Uh, You know, the Mariners obviously are uh, very likely a playoff team. Uh, Kirby's been solid this year. I think Mariners probably minus 150 or so. Manning's been pitching, you know, well lately, doing pretty well. Um, So I'm guessing probably around minus 158 or so will be the line. So we will see how that goes. All right, let's take a look. As I mentioned, we are in season now uh, when it comes to college football, but we're in season as well when it comes to – the Wolverines and the Spartans, because they're going to get it going this weekend. Uh, I'm going to talk to you much more about some of the in-depth numbers and what happened with Jim Harbaugh and the quarterback situation uh, in just a minute here on the Michigan Monday segment. But I want to take a look at where we're at with the lines right now for these two teams. And uh, as I mentioned, Michigan State will, will start it off at the uh, Spartan Stadium on Friday night. And this line has moved a ton. We've talked about others, but been the majority, like 90-plus percent of the money and tickets on the Spartans. For the entire summer. Well, people are really getting excited because this line at one point was state minus 17 and a half. It's been kind of steady at 18 and a half for the last couple of weeks that we saw 19 and a half and 20s. It is up to Michigan State right now at Bet Rivers. Minus 21 and a half. Minus 112 is the juice right now. Western Michigan plus 21 and a half. Minus 109. This is a seven o'clock game. Friday night, Money Line Michigan State minus minus twenty five hundred, The Western Michigan Broncos plus 1050. And the total, the total's been pretty steady. 54 and a half over the little more juice right now. And the majority of the money and tickets on the over minus 114 on the over. And then Sparty uh, or excuse me, the under uh 54 and a half minus 107. Uh, but the, the 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 Sparty love is coming in. And I'll tell you right now, this line could actually get even higher. Western Michigan is not going to be that good of a team this year. They're gonna be an average Mac team. they've lost some players. Michigan State, if Peyton Thorpe plays a good game and Jalen Reed and I'll tell you this could be a massive blowout. I have no official play on this yet. We'll talk about it as we get you know closer to the, you know, the kick on Friday. Um, but if I if I had to make a play right now, let's say someone gave me a free grand. And I had to take one side or the other. I would lay the, the money on Michigan State right now. The problem is you're losing so much value when you could have got it at, at least 18 and a half, and obviously it took it a month or so ago, 17 and a half. But to, to have a four point move, I, I still would lay the 21 and a half. I had to make a play on this game right now, but that's a a huge disadvantage, and why we've discussed so many times that you've got to make plays on games sometimes. Earlier than you might be used to doing it. I'm not someone that loves to make a play on a Monday for the NFL. Not I'm not talking about Monday night football, but like, you know, let's say the lines, you know, come out late Sunday night or whatever it is, and, and you immediately say, I, I don't love doing that, but sometimes you have to. Because I like to see how things shake themselves out and injuries, etc. But a lot of times you're gonna lose a lot of value if you don't take that game, uh, you know, right when the lines come out because there's gonna be some tremendous sharp movement or moving because the public's going to go crazy out a game and you lose a lot of value. And Obviously, you know, let's say you were going to do some kind of a parlay and it was a, a three or four or five point spread It went to five or six or seven. It's one thing there where you can maybe take a money line or a tease if you wanted to do it that way. You're not, you're not taking the Michigan State money line minus 2500 My friend, uh, one of my friends, who's a great guy, but just a terrible gambler, and I've told you many times on this show, don't do seven, eight, nine, ten leg parlays. It's, I mean, you want to do it for fun, I'm not going to tell you not to, but you're, th- those are losing plays. And he, he sent me a screenshot of a seven-leg parlay that included Michigan State's money line and a couple other money lines that were over two dollars or $3,000. And he's like, what do you think? I'm like, just throw the – I think he was making it for $500. Throw the $500 in the toilet and give it to me. Yes, you can throw in some big money line parlays early in the college football year. You know, if you're just trying to do something crazy for fun, you know, like a $20 10-leg parlay, it's like a scratch-off ticket. There is no advantage in that. There is no positive metric. Yes, you can have a huge payout if you throw in a couple of underdogs, or you know, three or four of those games are point spreads, then the rest are money lines. Maybe a couple of underdog money line plays. It's not worth it. You're going to win those once out of every fifteen or twenty times at at, at best. Sometimes I I've, I've had friends that you know like to they don't bet necessarily big, but they like to do those crazy parlays. They'll hit. They'll send me a you know a text and say, "Look, I, I you know I bet five and won like 300. I'm like, "That's awesome." How many did you lose before that? And they're like, yeah, probably like $500 worth. So, please, let's stay away from that. But that's where we're at with the Michigan State game. Michigan, conversely. In a game that I'll be attending in person, I can't wait. Last time I was at Michigan Stadium for a Michigan game was, of course, the Ohio State game when I stormed the field. Uh, this line has actually been holding pretty steady. And you actually have the majority of the money on the point spread for Colorado State plus 275 uh, the majority of the tickets on the Wolverines. But you got got Michigan right now, minus 27.5, minus 118. Colorado State, plus 27.5, minus 104. Michigan money line, minus 10,000. There wasn't a money line on this for a while, so the money line has come out in the last week or so. Colorado State, plus 1,600 on the comeback, which is a huge disparity. I mean, obviously, Colorado State's not going to win this game, but I, I, if you're someone that, like, when you had Nebraska, maybe, or, I'm sorry, Northwestern, and you got much better value with them being, like, a 10.5-point, 12.5-point dog, you're getting plus 1600 on 27 275 point spread. And no value there whatsoever. Total has been moving up steadily, 58 and a half now. Over minus 108, under minus 113. Uh, we have no official play on this yet either. But as I've told you, it's some good college football systems to to work on, especially early in the year. If you like a big underdog, like you know Colorado State plus 27 and a half to cover. You want to lead on the under because you're going to hope for a much lower scoring game and that it's going to be closer and that it's not going to be like this points palooza. When you take the big favorite, let's say you're taking Michigan State minus uh, the 21 and a half, you would lead on the over, 54 and a half, because you would expect them to cover the spread and then you just have to get a, a couple touchdowns or maybe even just 10 points maybe from Western Michigan that could be enough to go over uh, the total there. So this is a, a, something to guide you through the early part of the season. We're going to give you. A ton of different strategies as we continue forward here, uh, in the start of this college football season here on the Detroit CityCast. Take a look at the Lions, uh, their stuff right now. Uh, now as, as the preseason's over. They lost to the Pittsburgh Steelers yesterday. Really, barely any starters played. A couple, you know, decent moments in that game for David Blau. late who might make the team over Tim Boyle. We will see. I uh, think the Lions are going to carry three quarterbacks. Uh, but right now, the Lions and the Eagles. Week one, Ford Field, the game that I'll be at as well. Uh, we've seen a little movement on this, a little towards the Lions. I think it's the hard knock knocks effect. Obviously, you know, Bet Rivers is a big footprint in Philly and Detroit. There's going to be a lot of action uh, on this game. It was Eagles four and a half for about two or three weeks previously. We are seeing it down to the Lions plus four and the juice on the Lions minus one thirteen. Eagles minus one oh eight on the minus four minus one oh eight moneyline Philadelphia minus two hundred and the Lions plus one sixty three the total forty eight and a half over minus one oh nine the under getting some play at minus one twelve and there's definitely a ton of other bets you can make when you click more bets uh, on the Rivers app or website and moneyline uh, or I'm sorry point spread you know it's the main point spreads four but there's also the alternate spread the Eagles minus three and a half minus one fifteen. Lions, plus 3.5, minus 106. The main total, of course, 48.5 right now. Uh, but they you can also do over 49, uh, over minus 105, and under 49, minus 117. Also, some combos for you coming up here. By the way, I love the way the Bet Rivers puts in all the different stats for 2021. They'll do it for 2022 as the, the season goes on. You can see that right when you make your bets. It's always good info to have if you don't have it somewhere else. You can also do game combos. So, for example, money line and point total points. The Detroit Lions money line in the over 48 and a half is plus 340 right now Bet Rivers. The Detroit Lions money line in under 48 and a half is plus 350. Eagles money line in the over 48 and a half plus 195 and the Eagles uh, money line in the under 48 and a half plus 188 also you do the point spread and the total. Lions plus 4 and under 48 and a half is plus 250. Lions plus 4 and over 48 and a half is plus 245. Eagles minus 4 and under 48 and a half is plus 255 and the Eagles minus 4 And over 48.5 is plus 260. So check all that out right under the More Bets tab on the website or the BetRivers app. And the U.S. Open getting going in earnest today. Of course, again, qualifying, one of my favorite events of the year. I do have a couple plays for you on both sides of the court, if you will, the women's and men's, when it comes to the men's side. And I'll tell you, I love my man Kyrgios, but he's not... In the kind of fitness shape that I think he needs to be for a two-run, uh, two-week run through um, Flushing Meadow. And remember, we had Kyrios at a nice price just to make the final uh, at Wimbledon. He ended up, obviously, you know, not winning it against Joker, but it was a great run for Kyrios, and I loved uh, the value we got there. But I've got two plays for you on the men's side when it comes to futures. I think you've got a great, great chance with the way this draw can open up, with just the way that it's set up right now, for Matteo Berantini, uh, the Italian, to be able to get through and have a, a final against, you know, obviously Djokovic not, not even there, he's 25-1, to so I've got a unit play on, on my man Berrettini. But you know how much we love Felix Augeroslame, the Canadian sensation. He's had, you know, some really good tournaments, he's had some early exits, but I think this is a great, he can just played great, uh, you know in this hardcourt series he's 25 to 1 as well i like a play on my man felix both what you to plays is- to win the men's title, I mean, I'm not taking Medvedev. He's two to plus two hundred and ten. Rafael Nadal, I don't think he's going to win it, but I'm definitely not taking him at plus three hundred and fifty. I don't think Alcaraz is ready for a U.S. Open. He's five to one. I love Titsy Pass, but I'm not trusting him right now. Even though we took him earlier in the year a couple of times, I would love to be able to, to tell you I feel good about Taylor Fritz at twenty-three to one. But I think the fact that he's basically, you know, it's a home court advantage, it's going to kind of take away. For what those true odds should be, he should be closer to 30 or 35 to 1. He has a chance, but I think 23 to 1, there's not value there. So the two plays for me uh, is Berrettini and Felix, go 25 to 1. And then on the women's side, you know how I feel about Coco Gauff. we made a lot of money with her this season so far. I love the value at 14 to 1 on Bent Rivers right now. A full unit play on Coco Gauff. This could be the time. She's had a great summer. She's in great form. I saw her interviewed a couple days ago with John McEnroe or Patrick McEnroe and some others. She just seems so ready to win her first Grand Slam. We saw how great she played uh, at Wimbledon. I love Coco Golf at fourteen to one. So it's a unit play on her. The favorite, by the way, is Iga Swiatek plus three seventy five. Hal seven to one. Sabalenka thirteen to one, along with Rybakina. And then Coco Golf right there at fourteen to one. Naomi Osaka obviously it's been a very up and down year for her has been able to play at times, you know, and uh, you just, a lot of mental issues and personal things she was going through over the past couple of years. She's still easily one of the best players in the world, and she's got a seventeen to one number right now at Bet Rivers. I like you to play on, on Osaka as well because she probably should be closer to ten to one. I know she hasn't played as much as she did but she's won her majors in the past. I think there's great value there at 17 to 1. And then I like Jessica Pagula, the American. You know, they're going to be behind her, Arthur Ashe, night matches, all the other stuff that it comes with being an American at the U.S. Open. I love the way she's played for much of the summer. 23 to 1 on Jessica Pagula, the hometown girl. I think it's going to be an American. I really do. I think it's going to be Coco or her. And obviously, I like Osaka as well. So those are my three plays on the women's side. Knock them down, and let's get some cash. One of my favorite events, any sport of the year, the U.S. Open. And I'll give you my U.S. Open play of the day match-wise as we go through the tournament. Uh, obviously, early in the tournament, there's not a lot of uh, tremendous value, a lot of big favorites, but if there's anything I like, there's nothing I really like day one, but I will definitely start doing our U.S. Open play of the day as we go through um, the two-week fortnight at the Arthur Ashe Tennis Center, USTA Arthur Ashe Tennis Center in Flushing Meadow, New York. All right, it's going to do it for the both uh, on betting window brought to you by our great friends at bet rivers coming up next the last preseason edition of michigan Money is a focus on michigan state and michigan football as they both get going this week can you believe it more to come right here on the detroit city guest kickoff football season with bet rivers online sportsbook all season long bet rivers is your go-to sportsbook for all football related content check out betrivers.com or download the bet rivers app the latest odds, unique promotions, player props, and more. Every week, BetRivers has unique football specials to help you win big. Cheer on your favorite teams and back your favorite players with BetRivers. It's a whole new game. Must be 21, playable in Michigan only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-270-7117. All right, this is our final preseason edition of Michigan Mondays with a focus on Michigan State and Michigan football. And this is game week. Spartans and the Western Michigan Broncos and the Wolverines and the Colorado State Rams. And we will start with the big news in Ann Arbor. And I know there's been a lot of different reaction on this. and I'm going to tell you where I'm at with it. And it seems like the majority of you, at least on social media, have agreed with me. But I, I think I can tell you exactly why this is the best case scenario for the Wolverines. So, of course, the biggest question mark aside from all the defensive stars, Hutchinson Ojabo Hill and, and some others that Michigan lost, even though there's a lot of talent in the, in the pipe, to the draft last year and how the defense can recover. The quarterback, the starting quarterback, is the biggest question mark uh, overall for the Wolverines, I believe. And, yeah, to seeing how, the, you know, losing both coordinators and, you know, how that's going to affect everything and if it's going to be kind of disjointed early on, that's all part of it. We've discussed this throughout the, the offseason, and I think it really is about right now who the starting quarterback is going to be. I've talked to you many times about how two quarterback systems don't work unless you're Chris Leak and Tim Tebow and even that and its issues at times, but it usually does. I know some people will say if you don't have uh, if you have two quarterbacks, you don't it means you don't have one. I don't necessarily agree with that, but this is what Jim Harbaugh decided to do and I think what he did was I don't want to say it was genius, but it was close to it in my opinion. So, here is a quote from Jim Harbaugh it came out a couple days ago. We have made a decision Both quarterbacks have played great, done everything they could have and in every every way to win the starting job. Coming out of camp, I just feel like we have two quarterbacks, Cade McNamara and J.J. McCarthy, that we feel very confident that we can win a championship with, either of those two behind center. It's a great thing for our team, but there's only one ball and only one quarterback can be out there at a time. So we're not ready to say who that starting quarterback is, but the decision that we have made is that Cade McNamara will start the opener against Colorado State, and J.J. McCarthy will start the second ball game against Hawaii. And then after week two, we will make a decision going into week three on the starter and the backup. few things here. The schedule could set up any better for Michigan. Hawaii just lost at home by 53 to Vanderbilt. Maybe the Wolverines will be 60-point favorites. I mean, they won't be. But Hawaii week two, Colorado State almost a 30-point favorite in week one. It's the perfect scenario for the Wolverines. You let the guy that got you to the playoffs last year that beat Ohio State – Help you win your first big Ten title since 03, start game number one against Colorado State. You let the guy that's the future that we know is probably the more the better athlete overall and probably has the high, obviously has the higher upside, but probably gives you the best chance to beat a team like Ohio State or or of that elk, teams of that elk. You see how both games shake out, very similar, I think, difficulty in both those games. Colorado State, Hawaii, they're both teams that Michigan, should roll over. And you see how each one handles it. They each get their own game. I'm sure you might see. A little Cade McNamara or a little J.J. McCarthy in game one. You know, maybe a couple different situations. Same thing with Cade McNamara and maybe J.J. McCarthy's game. Maybe we'll just let them take the whole game by themselves. We'll see. Because obviously a lot of times last year you saw McCarthy come in, you know, spell McNamara in certain situations, come into two quarterback sets where McCarthy was just there as a runner. There's a lot of things you can do. But it doesn't alienate either one of them. And by the way, a lot of you that keep saying he doesn't want either one to transfer. They're not transferring right now. You're not going to transfer the week before the season starts. But I understand the, the, why some of you have been saying that. This is about being fair and judicious and also honoring the guy that got you there last year. McNamara was really good for the high majority of the season to throw an interception until, like, what, game seven or something. This is, I think, the best thing Harbaugh can do. I know some of you are like, make a decision, have some balls. It's not about that. It's about making, It's not about make, making a decision. It's about making the right decision. And if they, I, I'm taking it at face value. Look what Harbaugh's teams did last year. You gotta have some faith in the guy, even though I lost a lot of it before last season. He says like the battle is like literally 50 50. They don't want to make a decision yet. It's it couldn't work any better. It's not like they're opening at Notre Dame or Iowa or you know, some huge non conference game like Alabama on a neutral field. That'd be a different story. They have the luxury this year of having the first four games at home. They all should be pretty easy wins. Some of them even easier. I mean, like the first three should be super easy. Maryland, I don't think is going to be a blowout, but it could be. But still, the, the Wolverines should win all four of their home games to start the season easily, and to have that advantage, I think it's the perfect scenario for both McNamara and for McCarthy, and to see how they run this offense in their kind of their each their own game. They each have their own game. They have a chance to, you know, get out there. They're both going to be at home. They're both, like I said, very similar competition. As far as Hawaii and Colorado State, they should both be absolute massacres in Ann Arbor. And we'll see what happens. then after game two, you make a decision and you got your starter. And and yeah, it sucks that one of them is going to probably have to be, obviously, a big second fiddle type situation. But it's always a good problem to have two quarterbacks instead of zero. Some of you, like I said, if you have two, it means you don't have one. I-, I disagree with that, but I get I get the premise from some of you. But it's a good thing to have a quarterback competition because they're both really good, as opposed to two quarterbacks that aren't really good, and you got to pick one of them. Both these quarterbacks are really good. McNamara, we saw what he did last year. McCarthy, obviously, the upside, the athleticism, the football smarts was able to. When I was out in Vegas last time, went out with my man Tim Murray and Sean King. Thanks. Sean King was a was a coach of J.J. McCarthy, J.J. McCarthy's coach at the IMG Academy. And he said how great of a kid he is and the football IQ and the leadership ability. So it's a good problem to have. And I think, it's, I think it's a great decision by Jim Harbaugh. Don't rush it. It's not about making a decision. It's about making the right decision. This doesn't alienate either one of them. And it gives them each a chance to have their own kind of showcase game. And then you make a decision after game number two. All right, let's take a look at the Wolverines markets. We've seen some pretty steep climb with that money line, the total being 9.5. The over now is minus 143. When we started talking about this a few months ago, it was minus 117, minus 123. We are getting, I don't think it's going to go to 10. At least, I, I just don't think that's going to happen before the season starts. But 9.5, it could get to 150, could get to 155. I told you, as I did with the Spartans win total, which we we'll get to in a minute, that both these win totals are right where they should be. I would not take action on either of them, uh, either over or under. They're right where they should be. The under, by the way, under 9.5, is plus 112. So you get that under the the Michigan Wolverines markets at Bent Rivers. And then when it comes to the Spartans, the Spartans, you know, this is held steady for the the better part of two-plus months as far as where the money line was. But we have seen a little movement. Uh, and Michigan State has been in the top five most bet win totals, the over, of any team in the country uh, for the last few months here since the, the lines really came out in you know, the early part of the summer. And I'll tell you this, you know, you got to understand that there is a big footprint for Bet Rivers in Michigan and, and Pennsylvania and the Big Ten area. So that's going to obviously make that much more bet on uh, based out of the region. But we're seeing this line kind of it's gone up a little, the 7.5, it's over minus 127 right now. Not that precipitous of a move with that much money on it. So, once again, that's why I think it's exactly where it should be, in my opinion. And I don't like the over or the under. I think Michigan State's going to win around seven or so games. I know some of you think the Spartans are going to be a 10 or 11 win team again. I don't see that happening. Seven or eight wins, it's probably where Michigan State's going to be. And I think nine or 10 wins is where the Wolverines are going to be. Like, they're going to lose to Iowa, lose to Iowa State, and go 10-2. and two. And it's, I mean, there's just no value in LA 143. I don't know, even if you took it early in the year, nine and a half, getting up to 10 at minus 115 or 120. I just, it's right where it should be. If it was like over, you know, if you were able to get a Michigan like not over nine minus like 130 or so, I would have definitely pulled the trigger on something like that. But I'll say this: there are a lot of people that I trust that do rating systems, and obviously we haven't played one down yet. I mean, other some teams haven't, the Wolverines haven't yet in this college football season. There are a lot of people that I respect that have Michigan is a top four, like, metrically looked at in all different facets team right now. That the Wolverines have, whether it's talent and obviously coaching and schedule and all that stuff, they are a top four team. We'll see. This could be a really, really big year again for the Michigan Wolverines, even though the loss on defense and obviously hopefully figuring out that quarterback question. So... I I still am staying away from the win total. I still think the Wolverines are going to go around 10-2, but there are a lot of people that I respect nationally, you know, and my man Anna Burke and some others, you know, for Visa, that have Michigan in their power ratings in the top four or five. And that's a big deal. So we'll see what happens. It's obviously way early in the season. Um, But Michigan State, as I mentioned, over 7.5, minus 127, under 7.5, even money. Take a look at some of the updated numbers when it comes to the Heisman and the Big Ten Conference, right now we will start with the title odds. Alabama, your favorite, plus 125. The Buckeyes, plus 250. Georgia, plus 450. Clemson, 10 to 1. Texas A&M, 20 to 1. Along with USC, I think USC is way too low, even with Lincoln Riley there for the first year. They got a lot of talent over there. We know that. Uh, but Michigan, 50 to 1. Same odds as Oregon and Texas. And then the Spartans. Spartans, not a lot of love. 150-1, to 1, same odds as NC State, South Carolina, Washington, BYU, West Virginia, UCLA, Cincinnati, Wake Forest, Iowa State, TCU, Texas Tech, Boston College, and Auburn. Uh, all have 150-1 to 1 odds right now at Bat Rivers. All right, let's take a look at the Big Ten odds for both Michigan and Michigan State. The Buckeyes, uh, big favorite right now, minus 230. That's kind of held steady for the last... Couple of months at bet rivers. Michigan is clearly the second favorite now, plus 825. Uh, Penn State 13 to 1 along with Wisconsin. Nebraska still 17 to 1. It's that tough and, and I think unacceptable loss to Northwestern. Uh, but they are 17 to 1. Iowa 18 to 1 along with Minnesota. And the Spartans holding steady at 27 to 1. That is kind of where they've been uh, for the last uh, few months as well. You can also, of course, bet on division odds. The Big Ten East, Big Ten West, right now at Bat Rivers. and you got Ohio State, the big favorites to win the East, minus 500. The Wolverines and Penn State still both six to one in second position. Michigan State 16 to one. That's where they've been at for the last month or so. And then Indiana 101, Maryland 150 to one, Rutgers 200 to one. Also, if you want to take a stab at the Big Ten West odds, you got Wisconsin plus 125, Iowa three to one. Minnesota plus 350, Nebraska 6 to 1, Purdue 7 to 1, Northwestern 33 to 1, and the Illini, who just waxed Wyoming 40 to 1 to win the Big Ten West. Let's take a look. At the latest Heisman Trophy odds. We haven't seen much movement on the Wolverines and the Spartans that are part of the mix here. The favorite, C.J. Stroud, plus 175. Bryce Young, plus 360. That's kind of where it's been at for the last couple months as well. Caleb Williams, plus 750. Uh, I think it's, by the way, it's a race between Stroud and Young unless something crazy happens. Uh, but you want to try to find some value somewhere else. Maybe that is with a Wolverine or Spartan. We'll give you the odds in a minute there. Uh, I don't think there's a tremendous value on J.J. McCarthy or Kate McNamara or Peyton Thorne. Some people like Donovan Edwards with a long shot odd doing the Heisman, but... I think Stroud or Young is one of those two teams. Maybe they both aren't incredible, but the Buckeyes or the, the the Crimson Tide, one of those two will be in the playoff and definitely has a great chance to win it all. And it's going to be a lot to do with CJ Stroud or Bryce Young. Uh, will Anderson 15 to one. Bijan uh, Robinson twenty to one, along with J- Jameer Gibbs and Dylan Gabriel. And then you've got the first of the Wolverines or Spartans checking in at seventy to one. JJ McCarthy seventy to one for the Wolverines. We don't know if he's a starter yet. We know he's going to be obviously the starter at week number two, and then you got Peyton Thorne checking in at 80 to one. He is 80 to one to win the Heisman. He's the only Spartan that really makes the list, and then you got Cade McNamara at a hundred to one right now at Bat Rivers. And you know this is going to be an interesting year when it comes to the Heisman Trophy because you've got two pretty darn big favorites. But if one of them or even both of them have issues at times early in the season, I don't foresee that happening. There is a chance that you've got some guys that are you know further down the trough. Not talking about the McCarthys and McNamara's, but guys like Will Anderson or Anthony Richardson, who I think could be a possibly great fit for the Lions uh, as their next quarterback, or Travion Henderson. You can see those odds go way down. So we're gonna have more of a Heisman preview later in the week of some other places I like or other guys that I like as far as value goes. Uh, but I really do believe it's going to be either Stroud or Young that will win the Heisman. and There's not, not a lot of value for me there. A plus 175 for Stroud or plus 360 for Bryce Young. All right. We are just hours now away for the start of Michigan and Michigan State season. We'll talk about it throughout all the week. Don't forget on Friday on the Fe- Football Friday Show, our first Football Friday Show of the season. I'll have my sizzling picks for both. Uh, college football and the start of the NFL season. I'll give you my early feel about that Rams-Bills game. We're going to have that every Friday, both my college football and NFL picks. Should be lots of fun going forward. Alright, that's going to do it for us here today. Till next time, keep reaching for the stars. Believe in the dream. Dan Leach, the Squatch. Back and recovered from surgery. Out of here!